Welcome to the podcast, Raise Your Hand. I am your host, Nathan Farley, and you are currently listening to episode one being recorded on March 25th. So uh, about a few months ago, I came up with this idea of starting a podcast that focused entirely on asking one question and then listening to two people just have a conversation about it. This came about because I would have uh, conversations at coffee shops with friends and we would talk about um, maybe it's politics or maybe it's church or maybe it's just a cultural moment that's happening. And I thought to myself, I think a lot of people would like to hear this conversation or at least I would like to hear it again. And so I came up with this idea of cultivating curiosity in a world that keeps killing the cat. That was kind of the tagline that I came up with. Um, And because what I believe is that curiosity is really a lost value uh, in our current cultural moment. From the minute children start learning how to speak, uh, they say dada, they say mama, and then they start saying why. And we call these the terrible twos because during this time period, every single thing that is said by a parent the child always asks why. And really, I understand parents kind of want to get that out of their kids because they always end up saying, because I told you so, because they're tired of explaining themselves all the time. And so I think that because of that and because of, uh, honestly, public school systems and us feeling embarrassed to raise our hand and ask a question because we think people will recognize that, that we're maybe ignorant to this topic or maybe we'll embarrass ourselves or maybe people will have to stay in class a little bit longer. That's made people stop asking questions because they're afraid of the embarrassment that might come. So what I wanted to do was start a podcast that really was the opposite of that, where we asked questions that maybe we had assumed the answers to for a long time, but we had never actually heard an explanation. And so I started coming up with some questions, asking some friends to give me um, just some topics that they've learned about. And I had actually recorded an episode last week uh, during spring break with one of my friends, JJ. But... I didn't want to put that podcast up just yet simply because of what is happening around the world currently on March 25th, 2020. So if you're listening to the podcast um, around this date, you kind of know what's going on, but I want to just remind you of some of the things that are happening. First of all, one fourth of the world is currently on lockdown. They're on lockdown because of COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. Social distancing is becoming a common practice by the majority of people around the world. Non-essential businesses have been closed down in over a dozen states. And this is something that really I have never contemplated happening. And this is something that has significantly impacted my life, even though at the moment, I don't know of any COVID-19 cases in the city that I'm in. But what it means is only 10 people are allowed to go into a restaurant. And so if you go to a, to a place and it's only takeout. So if you go somewhere, the other day I went with some friends to Chipotle, only 10 people were allowed in and everyone else had to wait outside. And one of the employees was simply the doorman who locked and unlocked the door to let you know how many people were allowed in. Every day, the news seems to be changing. Truly, uh, you could stand at the TV for 24-hour news and every hour get new information. That's a crazy time to live in. And one of the consequences of all of these things is that on Sunday mornings, churches around the world are no longer having the public gathering. And I think that this is for good reason. I think this is one of the ways that we, we care for the sick and the elderly around us is by ensuring that we don't contaminate them with this um, illness that has the possibility of killing them. But the question that I, well, really the questions I wanted this beginning podcast to talk about and the theme that you're going to see for the next maybe five podcasts or so is this, 
What does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus in the age or in the time of a pandemic? And so the first question that I wanted to talk about in regards to that theme is this. How can I grow in my faith when I cannot gather with my church? I think this is a question a lot of people are asking. They're wondering, what does it look like for my intimacy with God to continue to grow, even though I can't meet with the people who've really stirred my affections for Jesus? This is an incredibly fair question and an incredibly good question, and I'm happy that people are willing to ask it. So what I've done is I've invited one of my friends and actually one of my quadmates who we are um, experiencing this whole COVID-19 thing together. Um, his name is David Marshall, and he's going to introduce himself uh, to you guys. Yeah, first off, Nate, I just want to thank you for having me uh, on Raise Your Hand podcast. Uh, excited to hear of all the conversations that are going to come out of this podcast. Um, but yeah, my name is David. Um, I'm also at Liberty University uh, with Nate, as he said finishing up my master's in global studies um, and trying to see what's next. Um, so COVID-19 has definitely brought a lot of challenges um, to my life, I would say, just the fact that, you know, a lot of businesses and different things aren't going to be hiring right away um, as they're going to be trying to get back up on their feet. Um, but I think more importantly, uh, the question and hopefully an answer that you guys are going to be able to see over these next couple of minutes are, how can I grow in my faith when I can't gather with my church? Yeah, this is a really, uh, like I said, fantastic question, an important question that I'm happy that people are willing to listen to a podcast about. Um, So David, I'm going to throw it to you for the very first uh, answer. So once again, how can I grow in my faith when I cannot gather with my church? Uh, Yeah, so when I think about this question, um, at first, it's like, oh my gosh, like, how can I grow in my faith if I can't, like, go to the church building? But then thinking about it more and more, I really don't think anything should change. I think how we grow in our faith should continue to to stay the same. Um, Because growing in our faith is not meeting in a building. Growing in our faith is not showing up on a Sunday morning and and seeing our friends and and sitting through a message together. That is an avenue of growing growing in our faith, Mm -hmm. but that is not the only way. So I think one of the the biggest things that I think of is how can I grow my faith when I'm on lockdown? Like how can I grow my faith when I have all this time? Like what does it look like to grow in my faith? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges from this pandemic is less community. Mm -hmm. But I think this is also another great time for the people that maybe you're in lockdown with or or maybe that you know you're sitting around at a table um, eating every meal with because you can't really go anywhere mm-hmm. um, I think it's a time where you guys can can hold each other accountable of growing in your faith together now whether that's you know reading the word um, spending time in worship spending time in prayer this is actually like one of the most free times that I've had since being in college um, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy yeah one of the people that i really feel for is really the new believer in this moment Uh, because jesus talks about in john chapter 3 that that salvation he compares it to a rebirth to a new birth right and obviously when you're when you're a baby uh, there's a lot of dependence that you have upon other people Um, we talk about in hebrews uh, the writer talks about 
people still needing milk even though they shouldn't need it anymore. And a lot of times, because of that statement that's made, we think anyone who needs milk is immature. Well, a new believer is allowed to be immature, right? Like they're growing in their faith. They really start attaching themselves to maybe the person who shared the gospel with them or maybe to a pastor. And so for the new believer right now, I recognize that this moment in your your faith journey maybe happened sooner than you would like. Like maybe you started following Jesus maybe about a month or two ago and you're thinking, man, I really don't know how to do this alone yet, right? And I feel for you. And, and I would say, first of all, that, that you have the Holy Spirit living in you and that he is a great teacher and he is a great comforter. And while this is not an ideal scenario, I want to tell you that you do not have to miss out on growing in your faith because the God who created you the God who saved you and the God who sustains you is living in you. And while you might feel alone right now, I can promise you that you are not completely alone. You might be alone with God, and that might be intimidating and scary, but you're still with Him. And so don't think that because you cannot gather with your church, you cannot gather with your you cannot grow in your faith. Now, to the person who maybe has been following Jesus for five years and is asking this question, I think that's where Paul's saying, okay, hold on. You've been doing this thing for a while. You should be able to grow in your faith on your own. That's not saying that you leave the church or abandon the church. That's not what we're saying at all. But we're saying in this unique time period, people cannot gather with their church. And what we're saying is that does not mean that you cannot grow in your faith. So any more thoughts there, David? Yeah, I just want to clarify in in what Nate just said. Um, In no way do I think you should abandon the church or any of that. Totally. The church is a vital part and it's been a vital part for me as a believer. Yes. um, Of just finding, you know, men and women of God that have have really challenged me and pushed me to to new heights. But I also want to say that during this time, like what Nate was saying, is like now it's time for everything that you've learned on a Sunday, for everything that you've learned, you know, in in different groups and in different times in the word. Now it's time to put it into practice Mm -hmm. and to actually sit at the feet of Jesus. Like, I think I think of the story of uh, Mary and Martha, like Martha's always, you know, wanting to do something, wanting to get the house ready, wanting, you know, wanting to be that person that that it looks like she's doing the most for Jesus, mm-hmm. but Mary sits at his feet and and Martha gets mad at Mary for not helping. But Jesus is like, well, maybe you need to look at Mary and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, especially in whatever stage in life you're in, like we can be so busy, so busy, so busy that we forget to sit at Jesus's feet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I've been learning even over this last week, week and a half that like, now it's time that I can sit at his feet and I don't always have to be out doing something. I don't always have to be out, you know, serving in the, in the avenues that I was serving in, in the different ministries that I was a part of, because now it's like, okay, like, let's go back to, to our first love. Like, let's go back to, you know, sitting at Jesus's feet and asking him, Lord, like, please speak. Like during this time that, that I can't go meet with other believers like, Lord, speak to me directly mm-hmm. so that when we get out of this or even during this time, there might be someone that you're supposed to FaceTime. There might be someone that you're supposed to call yeah. and, and have a conversation about the gospel mm-hmm. that that they would be totally blindsided from what it looks like 
but they would be ready to receive because they're in a time where they literally have nothing and they're sitting at their house doing nothing and and they're asking you know they're probably scared they're probably anxious but mm-hmm. but now is the time that the lord's like okay now they're ready to to hear the words that i've given yeah i love that you bring up really just this culture of busyness and hurry and how we're really being stopped by that right now because i've been reading a lot of books and and really thinking a whole lot about this um, pervasiveness of hurry, uh, and I was actually asked uh, a little bit ago to to speak to a group of college students about this conversation in particular. Um, I taught from Mark chapter one, starting in verse uh, thirty-five, and this is what it says: "And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they told him, and they found him, and said to him, Everyone is looking for you.'" Now, if you read this uh, this specific passage in its entire context, I would encourage you to read Mark chapter 1 because there are a lot of things happening before this moment. Jesus has just begun his ministry. He's gathering disciples to follow him. He starts teaching in synagogues, and people are saying he's teaching with a kind of authority they've never seen before. He starts healing people of their diseases. He starts casting out demons, and it ends up saying in Mark 1 uh, verse 28, and at once his fame spread everywhere and throughout all the surrounding region. Of Galilee. And so Jesus is becoming incredibly well known. People are flocking to him. In fact, verse 33 in Mark 1 says the whole city was gathered together at the door where he was at. So everyone's pressing in on Jesus. They're all really wanting to meet with him. They have an agenda for his schedule. That's why Peter says to Jesus, Everyone is looking for you. Where have you been? And Jesus recognizes, I need to remove myself from this culture of hurry. I need to remove myself from this busyness so that I can meet with God. And so one of the statements that I ended up making uh, as I was teaching uh, this specific passage a few weeks ago, I said that the reason so many people have become stagnant in their faith is not because they are overcome with sin, but because they are overcome with distraction. I think that that's true for the majority of people following Jesus in the United States. It's not that there's this massive sin that they're doing and they're committing and it's keeping them from God. It's that they won't slow down long enough to meet with Him. And so they instead read maybe the verse of the day. They send up a prayer before a meal and they think, okay, great, I've met with God today. And so what I started really trying to convince these college students over a weekend is that God wants to meet with you. And it is not boring to meet with the creator of the universe, the one who sustains all things, the one who loves your soul, the one who knows you better than anyone. But I started realizing that people are really intimidated being alone with God. I'm really intimidated by it. And so what I'm, what I'm feeling in a moment like this and what I'm realizing is that there is no longer any excuse for distractions keeping us from God. I mean, there are people going, they say, we keep saying we're going stir crazy, right? We have cabin fever because we just want to get out of the house. We just want to do something. And we're, we're sitting around and, and, and someone the other day was like, I just sat there and I didn't know what to do, right? You can meet with the one who knit you together in your mother's womb in this moment. You can develop intimacy with God, your father, but instead, we're trying to find other things to distract us. And I think that just shows it's like, what's keeping you from him? 
Oftentimes, it's it's maybe a wound that we don't want to talk about with God anymore, or maybe it's it's a sin we don't want to address, or or it's just because we haven't done it before. We're afraid if I talk to Him, what if He doesn't? What if he, I don't hear anything back? Like there's all these fears, and I would say use this time when you have way too much time to actually meet with God. Get alone. Spend time in in your Bible. Read it. Pray to Him, and and you're going to grow in your faith if you do those things. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. And then Mark, I mean, that's that's not only seen in in Mark one. You know, that's all throughout the Gospels that we see that, especially during times of of more and more ministry that Jesus is doing. That's more and more time that he's getting away and spending time with the Father. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same for us. And I think that's something that that we lose over over the weeks of of busyness. We, we lose it because we think, oh, like we're doing all these things for God. So that means that I don't have enough time to meet with him. But it's like, no, like meeting with him is the most important thing. And out of that flows the deeds. Out of that flows what we can do for him. Mm-hmm. But, but what matters most is meeting with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about this time, you know, in this pandemic and... And that's just been something that's been really like big on my mind and really big on my heart is like, all right, Lord, like I keep on saying I want to meet with you, but like now I'm actually giving the time I'm giving, you know, ample amount of time because we have it, um, which is, you know, there's goods and bads about it. But now that we have that ample amount of time, all right, maybe I wasn't spending time in the word before. Maybe I wasn't spending time in prayer before. Now you can mm-hmm. for that, for that new believer that we talked to a little bit ago, mm-hmm. like now you can like now, now, now is the time that you can learn what prayer looks like. Yeah. Now is the time that you can reach out to a pastor. Now is the time that you can reach out to a friend that you know is further in their faith and they can help you walk through this. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to, um, to the Instagram page and, and ask simple questions. And where do I start in my Bible? Mm-hmm. I would, I would say start in the gospels. Mm-hmm. I would say start in the gospel of John and, and you really start to understand who Jesus is. And when you understand, when you start to understand who Jesus is, then you start to understand who are you or who are you supposed to be to become. Yeah. They say, uh, the people you spend the most time with are really the kind of person you become. Right, so the proverb says, "A companion of fools becomes a fool, but he who walks with the wise becomes wise." And in a moment like this, you really have an opportunity. What are you going to to spend all of your attention on? Right. So the scriptures in the Psalms it talks about that we are that we are meant and commanded to adore God, adoration. Well, a prerequisite, something that is required before you can even get to adoration, you have to give it your attention. So if we want to grow in our love for God, if we want to grow in our adoration of God, we have to give God our attention during this time. And what I want to say is the more time you spend with Jesus, the more you're going to become like him. It's just what you said. So in these moments, if I'm talking to maybe a brand new believer for a minute, I would encourage you, spend time with your heavenly father. Read the Gospels in this moment and just keep asking yourself, how does Jesus respond to these things? I mean, we think that we are living in crazy times, right? Where we're thinking, oh my goodness, the whole world is sick. There's a pandemic happening. But Jeremiah Johnston, who is actually a researcher of, of, of 
the New Testament time period. He's, he's researched a ton of things that were happening during Rome at the time of Jesus. And he says this, On any given day, about one quarter of the population of the Roman Empire was ill, injured, or otherwise in need of medical help. One quarter of the population of the Roman Empire was ill, injured, or otherwise in need of medical help. And so when you read the Gospels, you're going to constantly see people coming to Jesus saying, I want you to heal me, or I want you to heal my son, I want you to heal my servant. So as you read the Gospels in this time of a pandemic, you can really see the compassion that Jesus has towards those who are sick. And spend time in the Gospels and then spend time praying to that God who has given you access to talk to him and say, Jesus, you obviously care about those who are sick and injured and ill. And I just want to talk to you in this time because I'm full of anxiety. I would say that's an incredible thing to do if you're a new believer and to really fall more in love with Jesus. So David, is there anything you would say maybe to the person who isn't a new believer? They've been following Jesus for maybe five, seven years, and they're thinking, I'm still a little intimidated about what it looks like to grow in my faith uh, during this time. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But that doesn't mean I'm just not going to do anything about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the biggest things like during this time is is doing something allowing the Lord to see you know that that you're 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 gonna sit maybe in quiet you're gonna sit in the word and maybe you're not gonna understand it but that's when the Lord is gonna show you something that he's never shown you before mm-hmm. but one of the biggest things is he has to have he has to have our time mm-hmm. Like we see all throughout the gospels, like when, when Jesus is here on this earth, like he didn't, he didn't just go around walking up to people, healing them and, and just walk away. But rather every time he healed someone, he pointed them back to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Every time he did something, he pointed them back to the kingdom. But a lot of what we see is people coming up to Jesus mm-hmm. and asking to be healed. A lot of a lot of the healings that we see, um, I think of of the the woman that um, touched his cloak and she was healed of the blood disease. Mm-hmm. Like she had to have the faith to come up to Jesus, and even if it was just to touch his cloak, she was healed because of it. Mm-hmm. And I think in the same way, like like we have to be okay of coming to Jesus and asking him for things, but then also we have to be okay in coming and listening. Mm-hmm. to what he has to say. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things during this time, you know, of how can I grow in my faith during this time? You got to sit in his word. Mm-hmm. You got to sit in prayer. You got to continue building the communion that you have with him. Continue building, you know, your relationship on the things of the word and not of the things of the wor- world. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to go a different direction with this podcast, but I think, you know, we're going to come near the end now. Um, and I, I will have to say, like, one of the biggest things that, that I want to talk about and, and which will be at a later time is <clears throat> what idols can we ask the Lord to remove from us mm-hmm. so that when we get out of this pandemic, those things are no longer holding us down from what the Lord has for us. Mm-hmm. There, there's various things that I could think of in my own life. And one of the biggest things is sports, but I'm not going to get into that because I think this could be a whole nother podcast. For sure. Um, but I think going back to how can I grow in my faith? I think it's just that. Mm-hmm. It's it's doing the things and having those spiritual disciplines 
that we continue to sit at his feet so that when we get out of this pandemic, we get out of these lockdowns and all the different things, then we can go to church and we can share with other believers what the Lord did during this time. You can share with other believers um, what the Lord showed you in the word, what the Lord spoke to you, what the, you can show other believers because you're going to spend the time now that you have and listen to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe a final thought that I would give, and then I can throw it uh, to David if you have any more final thoughts, um, is I would say this. When someone starts uh, maybe dating someone, maybe we'll compare it to a relationship. You start dating someone, the first few dates, you're really putting your best foot forward every time, right? You go out, you're maybe out for maybe two to three hours. If it's a really good date, three or four hours, right? Like you're, you're enjoying each other's company. But you also have made sure that you look as good as you can. And you've made sure that you're not saying anything stupid like you normally do. And you're putting your best foot forward. And so you start dating more and more and more. And then slowly but surely, you start letting that guard down. You start letting your the other person see you more in your fullness. They're going to see that maybe you're a little bit more awkward than you first put off at the beginning. They're going to see maybe you're not as as well kept as you put off in the beginning. Maybe your car isn't as clean anymore because you paid someone to clean it before the first date. Like they're going to start to see these sides of you that that maybe for a while you had kind of kept hidden. But what you start to do is you start to show them these things about you and then they decide, I still love you and I love you even more because I know you better, right? The people who love you the most, who love you best, are the people who who know you the most, right? So think about your parents. Uh, your parents know everything about you and they choose to love you anyway, right? And you're like, okay, great. They know that I uh, peed my pants until I was in middle school. Like, they, And that's not true of me before you think that. Like they, they knew all these things. I can give you other embarrassing facts, but that one is not the case. Um, but there's all these things and you're thinking, okay, this person knows all of my awkwardness and they choose to love me anyway. Here's what I would say about your relationship with God. In the beginning, all of us have wanted to approach him with our best foot forward. We've always wanted to do that. We've always wanted to pray, and it always sounds so eloquent that someone would get saved simply by hearing our prayers. We've always wanted it to be, I approach God, and I'm in such awe and reverence, and I'm on my, and I have my hands up, and I'm teary-eyed because the worship was so good. In a moment like this, the only opportunity you have is really to approach God in your fullness and with your awkwardness. And what you are going to learn is that God loves you. He doesn't love you on your best day. He loves you every day on your worst day as well. Like all of those things that you don't like about yourself, God knit you in your mother's womb that way. And so it's going to be awkward. As you try to grow in your faith over this time period and grow in your intimacy towards God, there's going to be moments that maybe you're praying and then you're going to be like, how in the world did I get here? I don't think God receives this prayer. He delights in the pursuit. That's what I would simply say, that God delights in your pursuit of him. And it's going to be imperfect, and it's going to be messy, and it's not going to be something you want to Facebook live for everyone to watch because really you're, you're struggling to do these things. But if you are willing to commit to the pursuit, I promise you, you're going to grow in your faith and God's going to receive it. James, the half-brother of Jesus, says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Your drawing near to him might be imperfect, it might be messy, it might be awkward, but if you do it, there is going to be a reward for you and that reward is going to be intimacy with God. So press in and pursue anyway and let it be weird, let it be awkward, but continue to do it and you'll grow in your faith. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good word for any believer. 
no matter if, if, if it's been a week, if it's been a month, if it's been 20 years. Like that's, that's a great word to hear during a time like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the, maybe my last thought um, for this topic would be, man, during this time, how can I grow in my faith? That, that's the question that we've been, been answering and, and been understanding. Like, how can I grow in my faith during this time? Um, and I think, I think it's just that, is we have to give God the time. There's, there's nothing that we can do to impress God. There's nothing that we can bring to the table that, that brings something that God doesn't have. Like God literally has everything, but he's also sent his son to die on the cross so that we can have that right relationship with the Lord. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about. Um, we were talking about that vertical relationship with the Lord is going to affect the horizontal relationships that we have with man. But if that vertical relationship is not where it's supposed to be, then those horizontal relationships are not going to be where they're supposed to be. And and the Lord wants to continue and continue to, to bring you closer and closer and closer. And the way that he's going to be doing that during this time, I believe, is by the time that you're spending in in his word and the time that you're spending in prayer mm-hmm. please 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 go on facebook live go on instagram live and watch your church service and and still be a part of the body in whatever way you can mm-hmm. still listen to sermons and everything like that but maybe start cultivating a spiritual discipline in your life that you haven't had until this time yeah. you know maybe maybe it's been oh i read my bible every day but now maybe it's like I'm ready to open up the word of God and to read more and more and more so that when we get out of this pandemic, that it's just a normal thing that you do. Mm-hmm. It's a normal thing to sit at Jesus' feet each and every day mm-hmm. because I I can guarantee and I know that me and Nate can talk from experience and talk from a place that we want to grow in, that if you do this now, it will change your life mm-hmm. and it will continue bringing you closer to God. The opportunity before each one of us as followers of Jesus is great. This can be one of the um, sweetest times uh, in our relationship with him because we have so much time to spend with him. And so it is our prayer that you would grow uh, deeply uh, in your faith during this time. And so David, would you uh, uh, pray to, to end this podcast for us? Yeah, of course. Let's pray. God, thank you for this time that you've given us, um, even just to open up your word, um, just to kind of explain and experience what what the time is like. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that if anything else, Lord, that each person that heard this podcast, Lord, that they would sit at your feet, that they would that they would be in prayer, and that they would open up the word to hear and to know who you truly are. Lord, thank you for this time um, that that you've allowed, you know, Nate just to even have this idea of, of a podcast of these different questions that people have. Um, Lord, I pray that we just continue to grow in our relationship with you. And I pray that during this time, Lord, that it would be evident that we've spent time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Raise Your Hand Episode 1. We'll be back soon.